Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. This happened probably five or six years ago now. I think I was about 18 at the time. For starters, I live in a city where neighborhoods and forests kind of blend together. There are plenty of wooded areas where people go to have bonfires, parties, and other social get-togethers. One night, after discovering that all of our usual spots were crowded with people, I suggested that we go to a spot that I had been to a few times nearby. I'd been there plenty of times before, but only during the day. The street where we park is maybe 200 feet from the tree line. It's your average middle-class neighborhood. Nothing crazy is really known to happen there. So we walk in. We start our bonfire. And we're all having a good time. Some of us are drinking. Some of us are smoking. Myself included. About 45 minutes pass. And I'm a little intoxicated. But nothing major. Over the sound of our quiet music and my friends speaking... I hear something odd. I can't make out what it is, so I figure maybe I'm just hearing things. Maybe another ten minutes pass, and I hear it again. A little better this time. It still sounds relatively far away, but the sound itself is like Velcro tearing. I stop and just kind of sit there trying to listen while my friends carry away laughing and talking. They haven't seemed to notice. And that's when I heard a sound I was very familiar with. A zapping noise. Like you'd hear from a taser. Very brief. But absolutely unmistakable. My stomach drops. And I start looking around a little frantically. My girlfriend at the time was the first to notice my distress. She asked me what's wrong. And I explained to the best of my abilities. And she immediately begins to worry herself. She gets my friends to quiet down and we all just sit there and listen for a bit. Then we all hear it. An electric zap. Brief again, but we all know that sound. The panic begins to emerge inside of all of us. We quickly put out the fire, while asking each other what the fuck that was, or where exactly it was coming from. We're all scared to walk out. It's only maybe a five minute walk to the street, but it's pitch black. We all muster the courage to finally walk the path out, and luckily we don't run into anyone. We finally reach the street and begin walking to our cars, nervously laughing and relishing being under the street lamps again. I see him first. He's walking towards us, not at us, just walking in the direction we just came from, slightly to our right, and he's holding a stick of some sort. It scared me at first, but for a brief second... I calmed myself. It was a pretty safe neighborhood that I knew really well, and it was fairly common to see people out walking at night. But then I notice he's looking right at us. This stare is burned into my mind. As he passes us, my friends and I are all silent as we're having the stare down with a random man. And that's when it happened. He doesn't break eye contact. He holds up the pole and smiles this creepy, malignant smile. His eyes are open so wide. The end of the stick lights up bright, and that same zapping sound happens again. 
much louder this time. He's holding a fucking cattle prod. We live in a city. There's no farmland nearby and pretty much no reason to have a cattle prod. My friends and I are silently shitting ourselves as he walks past. No more than 20 feet beyond us, he makes a hard right and heads straight into the woods without a flashlight or anything. We all got into our cars and peeled out of there as quickly as we could. Safe to say, we never went back to that spot again. I'm a 21-year-old guy, and about 12 years ago when I was 9, I was home alone with my 12-year-old brother. We were supposed to go to my aunt's house to have lunch and wait for my mom there. We always did this because we were too young to stay at home alone, according to my mom. We woke up at about 10.30 a.m., I took a shower, then my brother. After that, we were both in the bathroom brushing our teeth and finishing up our getting ready routine when we heard someone knocking on our door. Since every time someone knocked at our door, they turned out to be a salesman or Jehovah's Witness, we kind of waited for them to go away. So after a couple of moments of silence, I went to see if they were still outside through the window, and I saw nobody. What a relief. We continued getting ready when we saw a shadow go by the bathroom window. The window was small and square, made with that kind of glass that makes everything behind it really blurry. We waited and watched in case it was just a bird flying by. When a hand hit it, clear as day. We got scared and we didn't know what to do. My brother had his cell phone, so he immediately called the police. While the line was ringing, we heard a loud bang at the front door. Someone was trying to brute force it. I don't know if they were kicking it or ramming it, but it was one of the most frightening things I've ever heard. My brother told me to lock the bathroom door, so I did. It took five loud attempts for the perpetrator to finally bash open the door. Then the police answered. I remember the exact thing my brother said. He was whispering the whole time, his voice barely audible. Hello? There's someone in our house. I think they're trying to steal. Then a pause. We're at our address. Another pause. I'm with my little brother locked in our bathroom. Please hurry. I was sitting against the wall, hugging my knees. It was one of the most nerve-wracking experiences ever. I heard that man going through all of our things, emptying stands, going up and down the stairs, opening cabinets. He even broke a few cups and plates. I don't know why. Then I heard my cell phone being turned off when I remembered that I left it on the kitchen table. I felt so stupid for leaving it out there. Things continued for a couple of minutes when we heard him trying to open the bathroom door. My brother picked up the metal shower curtain rod that we had lying there and prepared for the worst. The man began kicking the door. Who's there? He screamed. We said nothing. Another kick, and then another. I felt I was about to have an anxiety attack. My chest started to ache. I had chills, but I was sweating through my shirt. I tried to remain calm, but it was just too much to take in. After a few kicks, he stopped. We heard the back door opening, and then silence. We waited for almost ten minutes before leaving the bathroom. The living room was a total mess. Papers and books on the floor everywhere. 
all of our kitchen cabinets open, cups and plates smashed on the floor. In our mother's bedroom, the nightstand and the closet were open, with the contents of each spread all over the floor. Upstairs, in our room, it was the same thing. In about five minutes, the man was able to dismantle everything in our house, going through everything that we had, leaving a total mess behind. After that, my brother called our mother, and she ordered us to get to our aunt's house ASAP, so we did. When we got there, my racing nerves had subsided just a bit. My aunt was waiting for us with ice cream, probably because my mom had told her everything, and she wanted to calm us down as much as possible. We went back home at about 5 o'clock that afternoon. My mom told her boss she had a home emergency, and left early. She tidied up the house, cleaned up and left everything the way it was before, so that we could be relaxed in our own home. I really appreciated her effort, as well as my aunts to calm us down, and do everything so we didn't have to think about what had just happened. According to my mom, the police got to the house just shortly after she arrived. She explained everything, but due to lack of evidence, nothing could really be done. The man was never caught to my knowledge, and honestly, I don't think they even really tried searching for him. The next few days, my mom stayed home from work with us. I'm sure she sensed just how shaken we were from this whole experience. Now I tell the story as a funny anecdote, because luckily no one was hurt, and the man only took useless stuff. But at the time, I was truly terrified. To a nine-year-old, an experience like that can have serious repercussions. I'm lucky it never came to that and I got over that feeling that someone was going to come back into our house after a couple of weeks. As an adult, with a place of my own now, I take every precaution to make sure that I protect against this happening again. I have double locks on all my doors and windows, a full-on security system set up, and trust that if anybody were to ever get into my house again, I most likely wouldn't be hiding in a bathroom this time. I've got a very special welcoming gift for anybody trying to kick down my door. I worked the graveyard shift for a long time. One night, about 25 years ago, I had caught up with my night's work, but was unable to back up the work I had done. I decided to clock out and drive to Walmart to buy a box of new discs and leave the receipt for our bookkeeper so she could reimburse me. A few days after this incident, we learned that our computer had a virus that was corrupting floppy disks we were using. So you get the picture. Floppy disks for backup no cell phones for most of us. It was an absolutely primitive time. I arrived at Walmart at about 3 a.m., went in, found the discs. I decided to visit the toy department, as it was early November, and I wanted to gather Christmas gift ideas for my son, as well as several nieces and nephews. While I browsed, I felt someone watching me. I looked around, and there were three men nearby, all of whom were staring right at me. I looked back at them long enough to affix their appearances in my mind and went on looking at toys. I was in no hurry. I was off the clock and wouldn't need much time to back up my work after I got back to the office, so I continued to look around, even strolled through the housewares for a few minutes. Every time I looked over my shoulder, though, those three guys were close and watching me. After the second time, alarms were sounding off in my head 
They were repellent-looking, with pasty pale faces, as if they spent all their time indoors, eating junk food, and their eyes were cold and hard. What disturbed me most was the way they were dressed, much too warmly for the weather that night. Even though it was November, it was about 55 degrees Fahrenheit outside. I was perfectly comfortable in a jean jacket. These guys were in heavy coats suitable for sub-freezing temperatures, and they had them buttoned to their necks inside the store. The only reason I could think of for that was that they were trying to conceal something beneath their coats, or full-out hide something that they didn't want to be seen. I finally headed towards the cash registers, thinking that if no one else was leaving the store when I did, I would ask the cashier to call security and request an escort to my vehicle. As I reached the register, I saw my stalker standing just inside the doors. They muttered amongst themselves for a moment as they decided to exit. As I was paying, a man and woman lined up behind me. I had seen them shortly before I neared the register, and they didn't seem to be paying any attention to me. I moved to the area between the registers and the doors and stood waiting for the couple, fiddling with my buttons, blowing my nose. When they did move towards the door, so did I, staying just a few steps ahead of them. I had parked not far outside, and I reached my vehicle swiftly. The stalkers were sitting in a car that was parked nose to nose with my pickup truck. I hopped in, locked the door, then sat back and stared right at them. The couple I had used as my unwitting escorts walked past me and the stalkers to get into a car a few spaces away. They left. After a minute or two, the stalker driver said something to the others, started the engine, and pulled away. I watched as they slowly left the parking lot, then ascended the nearby interstate highway overpass and took the entrance ramp. Only then did I start my engine. I took my time looking around as the engine warmed up. I continued along the street for a couple of miles past the interstate, then pulled into a dark lot behind a strip mall. I turned off my lights, engine, and I waited. Watching the few vehicles that passed, I wanted to be certain that I wouldn't lead those guys to my office building, which was isolated and at that hour usually deserted except for me. After my pulse slowed to normal, I restarted the truck and returned to work. I'm a female, but I'm almost six feet tall and weigh about 175 pounds. I know that my size has protected me from a lot of mayhem over the years. I was also armed that night. I carried my loaded Smith & Wesson 357 revolver, as well as a speed loader, which is like an extra cylinder full of bullets. Still, I probably would have been no match for three determined assailants. This experience cured me of my nonchalance about running errands in the wee hours of the night, and validated my conviction that any time I get the feeling of someone's eyes crawling over me, it'd be wise to look around and find the reason. About three months later, my husband and I were watching the local evening news, and to my surprise, and non-surprise, they showed photos of two of my stalkers, who were currently wanted for armed robbery. So, career criminals who stalked me in Walmart one night, let's never meet again.